You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another riveting episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. We are back. Well, let me back up. I'm here with who? Krista. Krista. Hey, Joe. Krista, every time I'm like, hey, who are we here with? You seem surprised. I wasn't ready. That's right. I did catch you. I am card. here, though, and I am aware of that. <laughs> Physically and mentally? I'm both, yes. Okay, very good. On Woo! a Friday, I'm actually mentally here. <sighs> I know. It is It is one of those Fridays here in, in good old Wisconsin. afternoon Fridays, so yeah, we all got like a foot out the door. I was wondering what head, that glazed over look was, <laughs> but you seem to be doing well. Um, we were talking about fish fries before, and now we that's were. what my brain is all on. Where's your favorite fish fry place? Well, I'll tell you right now, and this actually leads into our I guess. hope you tell me now. Um, it <laughs> it used to be at a bar called Countryside. No oh, joke. Interesting. In uh, well, right out Saint Cloud, and the north side, northern north of Saint Cloud, um, and uh, and our guest today, the one and only Luke Johnson. Luke Johnson. <laughs> he also needed to remember what his name was. I don't ever set anyone up properly. You don't. For like, I think right. you're saying my name, and then I yeah. realize I have to say it. Surprise. <laughs> It's yeah. funny because as soon as he said fish fry and it can, like I was like he's gonna say I can already tell it's gonna be countryside. It is. It's such a well. It was and it's no longer in business. Rest in right. peace, countryside. Rest mm. in peace, country. And that is not in so relation. What is your current? I have not done Are you the looking research. For suggestions. I I've highly recommend my my neck of the woods is a place called Major Lee's Black River Grill. Roger that. Excellent. Okay. Hard to find. It's in the middle of the woods, but okay. it's oh. amazing. Good perch. I think I've eaten there. It's so good. I think I have, and there were deer. It's like a tiny yes, yes. Deer just stream through there all day, all night. Interesting. Luke, where's <laughs> your favorite? <laughs> my favorite fish fry was definitely countryside. Um, I ran into your dad there, by the way, a couple times. Oh yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But. He goes there all the time. Oh, wait. Not anymore. Mm-hmm, Again, rest mm-hmm. in peace, um, countryside. But anyways, no, right now, you know, I don't really get fish fry a whole lot. If I go, um, I actually used to work at Quickly Out Golf Club in Elkhart Lake, and they have a really good fish fry. I think, okay. If you're ever over in that neck of the woods. Got um, it. They have fantastic Friday night specials. I promise you I don't work there anymore. I'm not trying to plug <laughs> them, I'm, but I'm plugging them. You know? podcast <laughs> like, is not sponsored. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's not. So. Well, and as you guys are talking, I think I would just have to go with an easy one for me, literally right down the road from our house is uh, Creekside, uh, yeah. JW Creekside. I've had the fish there, but the food is delicious. So yeah. have I ever told you about my story at Creekside? Uh, no. So – uh, this was better be a good story. It's not that great, but you'll. <laughs> okay. It's it's it's, it's a very inter- it's like just the one memory I have of Creekside. Okay, it was good. one time me and my best friend growing up, Mike, and then shout our, out to Mike and our dads went there. I'm like it was like probably like springtime. I don't know. We were just gonna go there because okay. we were like out doing stuff on a Saturday. Why not? And then we get there and there's the creek, right? As this is in Batavia. You're talking about absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So same place. So South on 28, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Yes. Okay. So then. We're in the parking lot, and then our dads were like, oh, hey, boys, go throw a rock in that creek. And it was like really random request. Right? How old were you? Well, maybe like 10, 11, 12. <laughs> Anyways. Not I was, 19. Okay. I was, I was, I was, I was, no, I was really young. And then um, 
this uh <laughs> there was like a house above Creekside or like an apartment. Somebody yeah, that lived yeah, up sure. upstairs and then the guy walked out onto the porch as we were throwing the rocks in the creek and he goes, Hey, don't throw rocks in that creek. And then I was just like, that's just like the really <laughs> random story that I remember. From so would Creekside. that have been your father-in-law? <laughs> no, no, it would not have been him. Oh, that's I don't funny. know who would have been living there. It was like an older gentleman with like a beard and white hair. Oh, I don't great. know. I was just like. Some may say Santa Claus. It was just really weird because it was <laughs> like, it was like, hey, go throw rocks in that creek. And then like and we then go to do, we go to execute and then we get yelled so at. random. For getting, like throwing rocks in like a, a public creek. I don't know. It was weird, oh, man. Wow. So okay. that's my story. That's well, all you get to Sorry there. to bring up a, I don't know, what, what would you consider memory. that a, a memory of? It's just a bizarre memory. A bizarre, more so. Not it's like you get like, like the sweats thinking about it. No, like, oh, I was no, just I like, yelled at. I was just like, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, we just jumped into a lot of fun re- really, really quick. Um, but let's back up. So, Luke, you recently had an episode drop mm-hmm. um, that was from 2019. Yes. And uh, you were new to Johnsonville. Right. So were you an intern? No. No. no okay. You were. Krista, you should listen to it. But again. were you? you really did should. you start it as an intern? Yes. Okay. So. So how about this? You give us your Johnsonville story, story yeah. and then. Yep. Yeah. So I'll do like a really quick recap because. Um, we and did also it in, plug in the that, last one. ladies and gentlemen, you should all go back and listen to that episode. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good one. Really. Um. So yeah. So I started after high school for a summer. I packaged sausage on the impingement line at Meadowside through staff management. And then after that, uh, that opened an opportunity to do an internship in human research. Sorry, member services. Member doing some services. recruiting for uh, for manufacturing positions. Got it. Which then I spent the next summer at Countryside, coached by Jamie Diener and Joe Oberbrockling. I feel like I'm listening to the old podcast. Yeah. Over right. right? And so this is, is going to be brief. I guess you would have gone through this. Yes. The and okay. and then I left Johnsonville for a year just to like see what was going on elsewhere. And then uh-huh. I came back and now I am on our strategic insights and analytics team, which is part of the marketing organization. So um, that's where I'm at now. Wonderful. Oh. Yes. So that that was a way quicker version than the last <laughs> podcast. It, it, it really was, but yeah. um, I'm glad we got there. Yeah. So one add-on, mm-hmm. uh, what is your favorite part about working at Johnsonville? I mean, I definitely love uh, – I love the team, really. You know, it's kind of one of those places where – you just kind of get it done, right? You like it doesn't really matter who it takes. You can just like everybody'll come together and just you just get it done. You know what I mean? It's like the, everybody's nobody's out there trying to like you know, sabotage or like super competitive oh. like no, I don't want to help this person because it might, you know, might not benefit me. People just like want to get stuff done and yeah. see results and honestly, it's just the people, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So some would say teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> yes, sir. We work as a team, we we win as a team. Very so. good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Keep it in the Johnsonville vernacular. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's yes. definitely the people, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Good, good. Huh. So Luke, last time you were on, we we kind of well, we Joe and Jeff talked with you about. You all were your, here though. I was here. I was present. You were on the board. She was a silent sufferer in <laughs> the background. <laughs> we took a deep dive into some of your hobbies. Why don't we uh, take a deeper dive now and yeah, talk about sure. what do you rehash want? Rehash a couple. Yeah, things. let's rehash some stuff. I think there was some fishing in there. Yeah. Where where have we gone with yeah, those? Where do you want to start? Yeah. So let's start with okay. So in the last podcast, <laughs> I, let's start with. With Milwaukee, so I said I might not live in Milwaukee anymore. I'm yeah. You said within y- five years you you were 
Well, so I think you're still within five I'm, years. I'm only like three years out from that. So I still have two years to live in Milwaukee, I guess. Okay. So I still live in Milwaukee. Um, it's a good <laughs> like time. Like the city of Milwaukee? Yeah, so okay. I live on Prospect Ave. Which What's is your like, address? Was that the east side? Um, and you phone want, number. Do you want my like credit card info, <laughs> like expiration Social. date, address, all that stuff? Yeah. Is Prospect on the east side though? Yes. Okay. Yep, so yeah. right on the lake. It's cool down there. I actually live actually really close to one of our other Johnsville members who was previously – Previously on this podcast, Carly Nusser. Nice. Uh, shout her out. Very yep. good. Very Hello, Carly. good. Carly. Um, so, yeah. So, I live right by her. Um, but, no. Yeah. So, we're living down there right now still. Uh, all good things. I know last time I had talked about uh, my love for Zach Brown Band, and I was really <laughs> excited to see him for my second time. Yeah. just want to give everybody an update. I've now seen him six times. So... <laughs> On a first name You've basis. You've some time so in between. I think you're allowed to do that. We're, yeah, we're. The, uh, hey, it's we're impressive that you worked that in during a pandemic. I mean, concerts weren't even true. happening during that, that is period. Fair. That I didn't yeah. even think about that. I just saw him this summer for the like the most recent time in Chicago. Wasn't the same as seeing him in Milwaukee, but it's still good. So, would you say the shows have been the same? Have they gotten better? Have they, you know? I would say they. The first one was the best. Okay. Always. And right. then. Then you're chasing that high. <laughs> then uh, yeah, <laughs> the seriously. Dragon. And yeah. then right. And then I'd say they kind of went downhill for a second. Like the second and third time were like okay. Like I think I told you like on the last one like in one of them the, the the violin player or the fiddle player whatever you want to call him literally like rapped. You know that song like pocket full of shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this just mm -hmm. doesn't give me Zach Brown Band vibes. You know what I mean? I was like, that's kind of <laughs> weird. Anyways, and then the most recent time I saw him, it was good again. So okay. um, they've gotten better, I'd say. So okay. it was like high, Little like dip. peak valley, now back up to okay. the peak, right? Yeah, All right. So. Well, very good. <laughs> so we're picking back up. Um, I wonder if it was the whole pandemic. I think people couldn't tour. They couldn't play live. Right. Now they're back out there and they have a renewed like mm -hmm. energy that for That could it, be. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they missed. Well, and also Zach, he did go through a... I talk as though I know. Uh, you know <laughs> he got he, he went through a divorce. Right? Oh, yes, sir. He okay. did. So, so probably all kinds of different things. His mm. Music probably yeah. has taken a dark turn. Ugh. I don't know. I yeah, don't think I think he's. Yeah, I think he's kind of rebuilt himself. So no, it seems like he's in a good spot. It's not like I know him. So let's uh, <laughs> go on to the next thing. I guess right. Um, oh you will after this episode, uh, right? So um, uh, other hobbies. So yeah, I know in the last one I was talking a lot about fishing. Still, definitely love to do that. But I was telling Joe and Krista, I'm now more. Like, so I fish a lot. Let's just, that's the baseline. Yeah, but that's right. How many rods do you actually Yeah, this is part of the fishing? story, right? So, yeah, so I, I'll say I've kind of put a cap on it. I don't really buy new ones. And, and like, I do, but okay. like, now I you like. Have, now you have vintage ones, is what but you're It's saying. like, I just like, I don't know. I just like, don't, I don't know. I don't like, I used to be like an addict. It would be like, every time I went to like Fleet Farmer Cabela's, I was like, I gotta get one. But yeah, now yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that way anymore. Okay. Um, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. <laughs> so Good. no need. So right you capped now. it off about 110. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> I think like 250. No, I like, I don't even know. So I mean, probably like 30. And like, and That's then a like, lot. 30 Still, to 50. I, and then like, lot. but like I have ice fishing rods in there yeah, too. Yeah. And like, I have a bunch of those too. I have a lot of tips. I was like, I mean, I just. You love fishing. I love fishing, right? Yeah. Um, but I was telling them, so, like, now I'm really into fly fishing because I have a girlfriend who lives in Colorado right now. Um, so I go out and visit her all the time, and we do a lot of fly fishing. And I also now tie my own flies, which is something I had done in my childhood. Whoa. And then, like, never done again. Um, and then I got back into it probably, like, two years ago. Hmm. And it's pretty fun. I, like, honestly, it's, like, kind of 
relaxing for me, right? It's like I sit down, um, maybe watch TV in the background after work, and just crank out a couple. I sell them to a couple people, really? which is pretty cool. Um, because like actually, if you buy them from like a fly shop, they're super expensive. Sure, yeah, like well over a couple bucks so per fly. When you say that you tie mm-hmm. your what? Do, what are you saying? What do you so think? like, what you do is you have a hook. And so what you're trying to do is like imitate bugs or different that things are flying that, that yeah okay. that live in the water. So it can either be minnows, bugs, think like leeches, stuff like that, worms, all these different things. And what you're trying to do is um, basically use a bunch of different materials. It's a lot of feathers, a lot of different animal hairs. Think moose, deer, elk, all that kind of stuff. How do you acquire these? Uh, fly shops. Oh, okay. they're really so you easy can to go and buy them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't okay. like going out and like hunt down. I don't forage for them. Really taking <laughs> this to the next like level. Yeah, birds. right. So <laughs> then what you do is you have like whatever hook you need. Like so, different flies call for different hooks, and then you put it in a vise, and then you use string. Essentially, I'd have to like show you a video to really. I think this is really do you have any videos? I don't make my own videos now. Okay, but maybe like, I should. Do you, I think you should. There we absolutely. Go. So there was a time when we were recording this where we would go on location and take. That is true. We would. Stuff. We would. I we find this very fascinating. This is almost like a craft. Like yeah, this oh. is like this is a surprise to us, ladies and gentlemen. We did not know that Luke was gonna go like full on. Hey, I have a surprise hobby for you guys. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were just gonna be catching That's up. Cool. No, this man, is epic. This is uh, something. So I should really like send you a picture of like what I mean, like yourself. Yeah, tying them like. Dude, my little tie. I just I picture him with like these spectacles on. Yeah, the glasses. And and he's like hunched over, just like one light out on the workbench. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's actually really funny because I. uh, It can be really frustrating sometimes because, like, so think about it. Some of these hooks that you're using are the size of like a lot of these bugs you're imitating are the size of like a mosquito or smaller. So, it's a very very small space to work Mm -hmm. and. It can be really easy to mess it up. So it takes a lot of practice. Like it took me probably, I would say, at least a year to get pretty good at and it. And patience, I would imagine. Yeah. And the other thing is you have to you have to practice a lot. Not practice. You just have to do it to get good at yeah. it. I wouldn't say that I was – it takes you a year to be able to be competent. It's just mm-hmm. if you want to get really good, it just takes time. Yeah. Right? So, so uh, what is the indication that you're good, uh, that fish are biting? Or that you look at it and you're like, oh, that looks like a bug. I think it's more so just you know how the fly is supposed to look. And if you can come within 10% of that, then you're probably pretty. (laughs) So it's you see these guys who it's a great place to learn is like YouTube because there's a bunch of people who do it out there. And you can see people who are basically like renowned for their skills. And you can see how close you can get to their final product and i would say that's how you know if you're good how close are you to them uh it depends on the pattern man you know it's like uh i have a couple that are my bread and butter okay um what what are they i okay so now you're gonna get really specific so i would say any of like any variation of an american pheasant tail nymph i'm really good at basic adams dry flies humpies chubby chernobyls uh prince nymphs Copper Johns, stuff like that. So just like fireworks. Basic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so that's a really good way to put that. Yeah. yeah so okay. I and that's just the, those are just the ones on the on the top of my list right now. I I have a billion more that I 
can do fairly well. Those are the ones that came to mind. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, not a billion more. I mean, I still have to look <laughs> I up. I was going to let you roll with that one. <laughs> yeah. But you know yeah. what? Hey, a billion. Yeah, I, I can do it all. I think it's really impressive that you could just go out and buy this stuff. And you're like, no, I'm going to make it yeah. myself. I like well, that a lot. Well, the thing is that if I want to buy like a little teeny size 16 fly at a fly shop in Colorado, it's like 2 or $3. And it's like for nothing yeah are they are those handmade too or yeah do, okay yeah i don't know where they basically make them, all though. flies are handmade right like yeah. there's no machine out there that can be doing as it. far as i know i don't know where they make them though yeah. there mm. might be a sketchy source so when we get into like the actual technique yeah. of fly fishing what was how long have you been doing that and mm-hmm. what was the they're two totally different things yes. i have fished with a, a rod and reel of mm-hmm. course i've never done fly fishing sure so what was the hardest part for you about getting that technique down right so there's a billion different ways you can cast a fly rod you can do like he really mm-hmm. likes that number billion. a billion <laughs> so she's i haven't even a very large number i'm just gonna round it up to a billion <laughs> <laughs> it's about 10 I'm, i would say but we're going with a billion there's a billion variations um no but there's many different ways so you can do standard just you know casting you can roll cast a whole bunch of different ways to cast right so i yeah would yeah i get it say, yeah i think it's just more so being like spatially conscious conscious of like okay your cast because so think about it you have to take your line all the way back and all the way forward and, there's and like you do the, this several times yeah right? so the whole reason why you kind of keep going back and forth is because you don't have any with like a normal fishing rod your your weight is in your bait so you can just throw it out there uh-huh. with a fly rod your fly doesn't really have any weight, so you need to use the weight of the line to cast Got it out it. there. So you're consistently, usually when you're doing like the back and forth, you're stripping out more line to kind of reach a little bit further. And mm-hmm. I would say that, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't take that long. It's just practice. And just like I said, being aware of your space and just kind of learning the technique, it's all about feel. Um, I would say if you practice, I practice in like my yard, I think, to start. And I had a pretty good technique down. Are you taking a picture of me? <laughs> <laughs> I had a pretty good. Joe's taking a picture of me. Um, I had a pretty good. Technique he might be taking within a, a video. Days, I think. <laughs> what is going on? So when Anyways. you're doing this, are you? S- I'm picturing things I've seen in movies. Are you Great. standing in the middle of a river? You do this on the bank. I mean, you have. You can't be around trees and stuff, right? Yeah, right. So like, you can definitely do it. I. You can do it any way you want, right? You don't need to be standing in the middle of the river. It helps to have, like, waders and stuff to get out there just so you can get a little further away from the shore and give yourself some more room and get out to where the fish are a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can absolutely stand in on the shore. Um, I've gone fishing in lakes and stuff like that where you're kind of in close quarters or little tiny creeks where you don't really have any room to cast at all, so you kind of got to improvise different ways to do it so i mean it really depends on the scenario it can it can really differ depending on where you're fishing and stuff like that so that was gonna be my question is is once you um so you do this river on rivers and streams yeah um but like bringing it back home here Mm -hmm. how translating into a, a lake sure does it work well? Heck yeah. I mean, heck yeah. You can catch bluegills. I was uh, just going to say, all what kind stuff. of fish do you catch when you go fly fishing? So and when I go out west, I fish in rivers and lakes for trout, trout. Uh, okay. pretty much primarily. A lot of really good fishing around here and fly fishing is in the Sheboygan River, like some of the tributaries um, for salmon and whatnot. Mm. Um, the Onion River over in Plymouth ah, is really good for brown okay. trout. Um, so you can you can definitely fish trout, salmon, all that stuff. Um, How big are these fish that you're pulling in? Um, like in the mountains, in the Rocky Mountains, I think my biggest one is probably like a 16 inch brown trout so not big but not small but still yeah, yeah. that's nice and they fight hard because some may say that's medium <laughs> well they're in the current too right you know so they have a lot of like 
water on their side to help fight harder. Um, oh, sure, so, sure. Um, some pretty nice trout out there. Over here at my parents' house, I fish for bluegills and stuff off the dock. Yeah. They love to eat flies. Like, okay. I would say if they're in the shallow water on a nice summer day, it's one of the most effective ways to catch them. Wow. And it's really easy to learn, too, because you learn how to cast, and it's fun. Wow. So, yeah. So I have heard uh, sure. from uh, only – like national sources, i.e. meat eater, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, like fly fishermen are kind of snobs. So it's funny you say that because, <laughs> okay, I don't think so. I think every fisherman. Are you a snob? No, I think fishermen in general are snobs. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not. I think it's a territory thing. I think so. So it's funny because um, I saw something like whenever I initially thought of fly fishermen, they're always kind of like, oh, like we it's all about the art of, fly, of yeah, fishing yeah. and like mm-hmm. you try to imitate the bugs and you do it in this beautiful setting and it's like okay and it's more about like the art and the act of it and then you go like to wisconsin wherever he's like oh, i got a bigger walleye than you this weekend <laughs> my boat's nicer than you i i use That's a 200 dollar reel you yeah. know what i mean it's it, everybody's a snob in their own way so i'm just i don't know yeah, i just I go out there and try to catch fish i'm just happy to be out there usually i just because you love know. fishing. Yeah, I like so I love who, fishing. I don't really care how I do it. Who did you learn fly fishing from? I kind of picked it up from myself. My I learned like regular fishing from my dad. He taught himself. But I would say YouTube and, YouTube. and just like <laughs> learning. Hey, YouTube is amazing. I'm just going to say it really that. Right? Yeah. I went out and just bought a rod one day and then learned how to cast it, I guess. Wonderful. Yeah. So would you say your gear, is it like, you know, middle of the road? I mean, because you could obviously drop buku bucks on any type of gear yep but so it's funny because if you wanted to start out or you wanted to suggest someone start out what would you say okay so another i don't work for this company obviously i work for johnsonville but (laughs) there's a reddington it's called learning learner's kit that gives you a reel a rod a case and everything and i think they're a couple hundred bucks it's funny because the way i describe it is you know a fly fishing rod for one rod you're generally going to pay a lot more but you're going to have like one or two, whereas okay. a lot of people who fish in the open water out of a boat have, you know, so you might pick a really nice fly rod and reel could easily run well over a thousand dollars, like one to two, like a, a really nice fly reel can be four to 600 bucks. Okay. Um, so, but think of it this way, you buy maybe one, two or three rods. So, I mean, you still have a lot of money invested, but then when you go to regular fishing, a lot of people like me might have a lot of different gear that's all like middle of the road so you kind of spend similar amounts i feel like depending um but i mean like if you want to start out you can get a very nice like combo for a hundred bucks 100 200 bucks interesting okay cool are there places in sheboygan where people could go to buy yes um my buddy actually from high school owns a fly shop in sheboygan called aventuron um and they sell all the gear you could ever want very cool aventuron yep is that like adventure on? I think so. Uh, or it's spelled A V E N T U R O N. I'm plugging his business now too, man. Look at me go. <laughs> Good work. Uh, yeah, right. Look um, go. Yeah, no, but uh, I know they sell a lot of outdoor gear. Actually, they're a pretty big like online retailer. I think so. They do a lot of a lot of business online. You'll see their stuff if you look up fly fishing stuff on on Google. They okay, come up to the top usually. So not knowing much about this because mm-hmm. you're talking about the cost. I'm thinking of the mechanics of these two different poles. And with a fly fishing mm-hmm. pole, there's not a lot of moving parts, right? Not really. The so there's less that could potentially go wrong. So it's maybe worth spending a little bit more money on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a regular pole, yeah, stuff could go wrong. Right. You don't want to spend as much money on it. I would say different. I mean, it's just completely different 
techniques and ways of doing it like a fly fishing rod the reel is pretty basic you don't have a bunch of gears and stuff in there it's just pretty much a spool and the line obviously it's more complicated than that but just oversimplifying for explanation although the rods are a lot longer mm-hmm. usually uh, a fly rod is going to be anywhere from nine to ten feet long um, a standard rod is going to be anywhere from i don't know six to seven and a half so mm. a little bit longer kind of get that line manual moving. process yes too, right okay. yeah you couldn't go jigging walleyes with a fly rod you know what i mean <laughs> whoa <laughs> speaking another language Anyways, right now so. <laughs> So like when you get one, mm-hmm. uh, not a not a rod, but like you get a fish mm-hmm. on fish on. Great. Um, you're pulling the line in, right? You're not reeling. You can or go is it a combo. You pull? can go to the reel. It really depends on if it's a small fish. I'll usually just pull it in. You just want to make sure that you keep tension on the mm. on the line. Otherwise, you risk the fish popping off. I yeah, would yeah. say so. You know, it's really depends on your technique and what you like to do. I would say most of the time i'm stripping line in i'm not reeling it in with a got fly it. rod yeah. got it okay um so let's say mm-hmm. we got one or two folks at the old johnsonville who sure. who want to get into fly fishing and mm-hmm. and they're like hey i'd like to support uh luke's efforts here mm-hmm. how can they look into purchasing a fly from you send me an email i guess <laughs> you know if you want i mean so i have a pretty solid inventory of them right now i mean I definitely don't have the capacity to be selling everybody flies, but I mean, I'm definitely open to it. I'm not like uh, in it to make a bunch of money either. You know, not I'm, yet. I'm pr- not yet. Not yet. I tried to actually make an Etsy page once and they're like, Oh, what's your tax information? And I was intimidated. Theref- immediately. Yeah. Therefore <laughs> right uninterested. Away, anyway. like, I was like, oh, I don't really want to claim this on the old taxes, you know? <laughs> so whatever. Facebook marketplace. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Or Good. just word of mouth. But yeah. So, I mean, if you ever want flies, hit me up. Okay. Okay. So, and and you still have a, a regular spot on Wolf Lake, correct? Yeah. yeah my, uh, my parents live out there, so I go out there and fish quite a bit. It's a good little lake. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but is there any, keeps you um, occupied. Little insider, little insider stuff going on here. Uh, is there... <laughs> is there hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is is there any uh, forecast for the the ice fishing this year? Let's talk offline. Okay, got it. Came on. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we'll do that. Okay, good, good, very good. Um, anyways, moving from um, what do they call that? Um, uh, not fin and fork. It's uh, like uh, it's very common in restaurants. Sealed to fork. Where you great eat, restaurant, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like, where you eat. Cows and Servant turf Servant turf Yeah Wow I am It's Friday yeah. Did we mention I that it's Friday I where a fork came into that But okay. I don't know yeah. I, I was thinking about eating I'm like farm to table Like what <laughs> yeah, are we talking I was about like, right field to fork And like, that's a restaurant here <laughs> Surf and turf Okay uh, Surf and turf So going away from the surf And going to the turf Yes Um for those of you out there in Radio Land, We are currently recording on November 18th uh, 2022 and that is literally the day before deer hunting, yes. gun hunting here in Wisconsin, which is a state holiday for those of you who don't know. Um, Luke, last time you talked a little bit about hunting. Yeah. Do you have any other cool hunting stories along with the fishing stories? or Not really, oh. no. I mean, I know. All that build-up. I know. Disappointing. Yeah, you I feel like a up. Wah, wah. The, the, <laughs> the face he was making as I was saying, I, like, I should have just bailed early. Oh, uh, man. No, I mean, so I – pains me to say oh, no. I will not be in the woods tomorrow. 
but it's okay. Should we it's going to be really silence? cold, so maybe it's it all is good. It is going to be really yeah, cold. I and mean, windy come the afternoon, which is not the best. A moment of silence for Luke's hunting plans. <laughs> no. Um, anyways, Very there good. was. So um, I, uh, I won't be going. Um, but next week for Thanksgiving, my uh, grandparents live out in the Dakotas. So That's I right. I will be doing a lot of pheasant hunting next week. Oh, okay. So that would be a lot that. of fun. I've been doing a lot more. I don't do as much big game stuff anymore. Mm, you're more upland i'm more upland <laughs> wing you, shooting you are getting a little snobby aren't yeah, you i am damn <laughs> oh you're right no um, i can just picture you with the shotgun flung over your shoulder and the blaze orange on no right? somebody else needs to carry his gun that's Hello. right yeah. so you're right is it is it a uh um uh, it's a break action a break action, action. over and under yes yeah yes mm. we're going out to boxes involved in this <laughs> yes it's, do you have any labs hunt? chasing yeah. after no, unfortunately. So my <laughs> this is sad. Oh no, is this oh. a sad story? I don't my know if I can handle it. My grandpa's dog, who was our bird dog, unfortunately is no longer with us Aww. for this season. So, okay. Um, okay. But my sister has a dog um, who's not really that well trained, but he gets but the hey, job done. Why not? I mean, honestly, <laughs> as long as like, how do you learn running around just flush up some birds maybe yeah we'll see what happens i'm gonna say my dog could do that yeah like, i mean like so could my dog <laughs> you just need dogs that are gonna cover ground like obviously a trained bird dog is ideal but my dog would well, just yeah. get the zoomies out there right. Right. stuff would be flying in all directions <laughs> right no. she's an english lab she's bred for hunting but she's never been hunting a day yeah. in her life. you just gotta make sure that they stay close enough to you so if they scare something up then it's within range but yeah, yeah, yeah. other than that i mean and they're really nice for retrieving obviously or pointing and stuff. right it's like honestly half the fun in my books like for watching or for pheasant hunting is watching the dogs work um it's okay. awesome so i mean well, and they live for it right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so like my grandparents old dog she used to if we left the house and brought a shotgun or something with us mm-hmm. and she didn't get to come along it was like <laughs> she was so Lost betrayed it, huh? oh Salty. my gosh it was so sad it, she, <laughs> she like, would she, she like wouldn't look at you guys when she gets seriously back she <laughs> she would look at you with the eyes of a dog wondering what did i do wrong oh, and you're like, oh my no. gosh it's fine oh, <laughs> big hugs and scratches all around oh, but no. i would have to ask why would you leave with a shotgun if you weren't going hunting i mean like I'm just kidding we were going hot <laughs> yeah we were going hunting right yeah, yeah. well Rista, <laughs> that's a different podcast come on i'm on the dog side <laughs> right i know so yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, so not this year, but better luck next year, buddy. Yeah, um, I just got to find a new place to go. Actually, so my buddy who um, who does, who we used to hunt with, so he bought his grandparents' land. And so on my last podcast, I talked about how that land had had a little bit of a tornado incident. Okay, yeah. And so the, the woods wasn't in the best of shape. But I guess he said that now it's better and he's been sitting out there. So we'll probably uh, – Maybe resume that tradition Good. here next year. So is I just gotta. Is make this time an up it. north property or no, it's around it, here? It's around okay. here. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Very good. I've never gone hunting up north, and I've like I know a lot of people go, but so here's a little uh, little thing because I started hunting five years ago now. Yep. Absolutely love it. Like to my wife's dismay, mm-hmm. it is my top hobby now, um, <laughs> and uh, it only comes around but once a year. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I do bow hunting and gun hunting. Mm-hmm. I got uh, I got a really nice eight pointer this year. Actually, I'll show nice. you some pictures yeah, we'll off mic. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing to learn that you know, growing up, all of my friends would always go up north yeah. all the time and stuff. Well, in the last I don't know, fifteen years, maybe twenty years, yeah. the population up north has really 
I don't want to say fully dwindled, but it's gotten to the point where you cannot have the same hunting experience that our parents and their parents used to have. Absolutely. But if you go to the west side of the state, you know, the Driftless area over there and stuff, mm-hmm. that's world class. You got people from all over the nation and, and, and world really coming. Don't you want to go where nobody is, though? It's uh, Yeah, but uh, usually people go where the deer are. Oh, <laughs> so. right. Um, yeah, so it's really amazing. And even around here, I mean, literally we have the right stuff in the southeastern part of Wisconsin minus the cities. Right. Um, but we, we've got food and cover. That's literally what you need. Yep. And, and we've got it. So Yep. So that was one thing I was going to say. I don't want to disparage anybody who hunts up north, but I know that it's not the best or like it used to anymore. Like it used to be anymore. But um, it's funny you say the drift list because the drift list is actually one of the best trout fishing areas in the nation as well. <gasps> Phenomenal trout fishing over there. I would not have known that. Yeah, there's rivers that run through there, and people come from far and wide to fish them. So. Have you seen the movie The River Runs Through It? Oh, yeah, with um, uh, Don't Tell Me His Name, uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. no, and someone way I thought more you were gonna say. I thought you were going to say someone Pete else. Southwick, Pete Southwick was in that Easy movie. Easy for you to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pete Southwick. You should listen to that episode. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, to listen to the Pete Southwick episode. He's in that movie. Yes, wait, 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 wait. Where and what part and where? He, is he playing He's the bass? He's in a band playing an upright bass. Mm-hmm. When, you go, when they go into the bar. It's a the it's bar. like a blink and you might miss it, but, but he's, he's there. In there. So did he get to meet Brad Pitt? Uh, I, don't I don't remember. remember. We'd have to listen back yeah, to the geez, episode. But we I think, of course, it. we asked that. And I think the answer was something around like, you know. Briefly. Yeah, like the, the main talent <laughs> was like, they're busy. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Not that he was mean, but like, I think they just didn't have the time. Well, he's working, right? Yeah, that's his job. So, okay, right. I get it. Um, wow. Okay. That's, uh, I might have to like tune Pitt. into that. Absolutely, tonight. you should. So, what so I'm taking away is that Pete Southwick and Brad Pitt are best friends. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> Can we go back to the Driftless area? Let's I've been it. hearing so much about it. So this is it's like beautiful. an area that's it's far western Wisconsin. Is it northwestern? Southwest. Oh, it's southwest. So it's like southeastern Minnesota, southwestern Wisconsin, like northern Iowa. Okay. It's mm-hmm. that whole area. It's literally Little the spot. They call area. it the Driftless area because when the, the Glacier. um, glaciers came down, they drifted away. They, they drifted away from that spot and left like a hole. Okay. So basically what you're looking at there is what Wisconsin and the surrounding areas used to look like Before prior the to the, the glaciers coming through. And so it's very terrainy. Uh, well, is it kind of like really the kettles? Word. I mean, that's a yes glacier. Yes no. There's a lot there. more, um, um, I guess. But in like if you go to lacrosse, you've yeah. got actual like, you cliffs. know, cliffs yeah. and stuff like that. So that's that's the drift. Kind of like Door County is kind of has sure. that same topography yeah, 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 uh-huh. and yeah, cliffs. Yeah. yeah. I would say so. Interesting. And the glacier did go up through there because the Ice Age Trail does go up yeah. to Door County. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So yeah. I, I've heard a lot about it. I see a lot of advertising like trying to drive people there. Oh my I'm gosh. Like, I need to go there. They need it to stop really doing beautiful. that. Because oh. every deer hunter <laughs> on the face of the earth wants to go there. Yeah. So. And apparently trout fishers. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like actually a really, yeah, it's really weird. It's a neat little spot that's just full of outdoor activities yeah so it really much room it's really for cool. activities in <laughs> the this region all right See what you did there. and not too long of a drive either right i mean we're talking three maybe, hours yeah okay. two three hours yeah that's yeah. not bad it is good i've got a buddy of mine from high school who uh we went hunting down in missouri last year and he lives out like lacrosse area and one of the main reasons he moved there was hunting mm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that gotcha. so yeah yeah i know some people get some monsters out there monsters like bigfoot 
Yeah, <laughs> actually, so what? I had a big foot. In, no, I did not. I oh. was gonna, I was gonna try to make one up on the fly, but then I realized that was in over my head. Sorry. <laughs> like, can you come on my other podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Krista, do you want to plug your podcast real quick? No, yet? I already did in one episode. Okay, no. fine. Not the, the strange show. sessions, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, Luke, Lucas. Yes. Luke, the main man, Johnson. Yes. Anything else you want us to know about yourself? Oh, man. What else is there to what know about? What is coming up in 2023 for Luke Johnson? That's, That's a good question. question. I'm working on my MBA right now. Oh, nice. Good for you. So I in Milwaukee again? Or yeah, I'm at, Mar- okay. so I'm at Marquette again for my MBA. So nice. I'm doing it twice because I went there for my undergrad <laughs> as well. So. They got you. Quality Anyways, school. They, they got yeah. me. Um, yeah, so finishing that up, going to graduate in May. It's it's fine. I mean, like, it's kind of one of those things where it's – I can definitely see why it's a really – I don't have a, a wife. I don't have any kids right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, to do homework, I just have to sacrifice time Personal flies time, or, yeah. like, <laughs> playing <laughs> Xbox or something, right? Yeah. yeah so, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I uh, it's, uh, it's, it's worth it. I'd say it's, it's interesting stuff. If anybody out there is thinking about it, would recommend uh, – I would recommend it. It's a good, good thing to learn and – I don't know. You get a lot of unique perspective and everything like that. So I, I'm enjoying it so far. Good. Yeah. Good for you. So you you fly f- or you tie flies. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, right? Tie flies. Time flies. Tie flies. Mm-hmm. You hunt. Mm-hmm. Only, only the fancy. Yes. Snootily hunt. <laughs> hunting stuff. Um, yes. And you found out that Peace Southwick is best friends with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I mean – I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway from the week. Maybe even the year. I, you know, I, I mean, we'll agree. see. I mean, the year's almost Our done. Our work here so. is done, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I um, feel man. truly enlightened. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know there's definitely other things about me, but like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just me, you know? So I don't really think anything's that special. No, that's <laughs> what I love about this show because there's so many people who say, I don't have anything to talk about, but I do started. do that one thing. And we're like, hello. Tell us more about that. Yes. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a thing that could be on this show because mm-hmm. it's unique to you and maybe some of us and it's just a great way to get to know your co-workers too i think absolutely yeah absolutely um yeah no i'm glad that you guys thought that was interesting <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh are you kidding me? i'd listen to you talk all the time yeah i just re-listen to your episodes all the yeah, time. yeah it's so. just on repeat on joe's phone i get yeah, it you well. know <laughs> <laughs> every morning on the way to Again, work that's another podcast <laughs> <laughs> joe 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 oh, <laughs> luke 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 um i did that the last time too that's why i had to do it so, Luke, the main man Johnson, if you wouldn't mind sure. closing us out for today. Sure. Well, thanks for listening. This is Luke Johnson, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. No, <laughs> no, we have not. You don't need any more coffee. We do have. <laughs> <laughs> Probably do not. We.